I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the anchor.fm recording platform super easy distributes our podcast to many many different platforms there's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer check out anchor.fm or download the free anchor app to get started this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I'm Brad. I'm Josh. And we got... JP. <laughs> JP on the final cast. What's up, dude? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, chilling right now. I was out fishing all day, and I did pretty damn good. I know. That, that, that fish was big. How big was it? 19 and a quarter. That's pretty good. Heck yeah. Where were you fishing? So it was a new lake uh, to me, uh, but it's a state park lake. It's called Shabanaugh Lake. It's about an hour <laughs> west of where I'm at. I, I saw your comment on there, and I uh-huh. read it as I read it as Shaboner. That's exactly <laughs> what we call it around here. Well, I, I thought you I thought you're joking with somebody because you didn't want them to know what lake it was. Oh no oh, no that's oh oh, oh wait a second. <laughs> well, you guys go ahead and talk. All right. Go ahead and talk. All right. Yeah, that's the running joke around it. Everyone calls it Shaboner. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Well, um, we're just going to do a little uh, talking tonight. Uh, uh, fishing line. We're going to get a couple other guys on here, but I don't think uh, everybody's uh, schedule is lined up. So uh, let's talk some fishing line. Oh, oh we got Brian the Killer Schiller. Uh, he doesn't look like such a killer. <laughs> we literally just started recording. 
Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. We're 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 gonna do an episode uh, talking about uh, line, fishing line, some fishing line. So awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't know where you guys want to start, but Josh, you want to start? Let's start at everybody's tried and true fishing line, old monofilament. Yeah. Mano y mano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Brad Hicks, what is your first fishing line? Like, like not your fish first fishing line ever, but like the first first thing you got into buying. Uh, probably the Berkeley Trilane uh, uh, XT. Is that what it is? XT. Yeah, extra tough. Yeah, uh, I think it was eight pound. Moss yeah. green? Was that a Used, color? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I um, think it was lime green, wasn't it? Like a brighter yeah. green? Yeah, uh, something like that. Low vis. Had low vis. Yeah, he had a low vis. And it was like, and a lot of people call it mossy green. They also have a yeah. high vis version, Brian. But usually that was in the, uh, I want to say, like, they called it big cat or big game. I, I think it was like for kind of aimed at catfishing and stuff like that mm-hmm. came in like real heavy stuff, but I'm sure they made a, a high vis, you know, uh, light pound test version of it at some point. I never bought that. I bought, I bought either clear or the moss yeah. green. Yeah. I, I used the, uh, old strand. It was like blue steel color or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've used yeah, that before. Like I didn't blue tint to it. Yeah. I didn't like it as well as trialing, but, I felt like it held more memory. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I used to run some heavy strand on my trolling rods when I'd go out trolling out of my big boat. Yeah, I actually don't use mono at all anymore, I don't think. I have a spool of it, but I don't use it. Yeah. I use uh, the floral-coated stuff, and uh, that stuff's super nice. Yeah, I just ordered, I literally, before this uh, podcast, I just ordered that, the P-Line Tactical. Yeah. That's actual straight fluorocarbon. Okay. Which one, what was the one, what is the uh, mixed one from P-Line? Floral Clear. That's the, okay, that's the one you were telling me about. That's but, the uh, bee's knees. The bee's knees? <laughs> is so, it, so, do you get it, Brian, because of the memory factor? I get it because of the cost factor. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's it, it's kind of funny, man. Like last year when I was uh, deep into the tournament scene, like uh, I would replace all my line on all my rods like the night before a tournament. Um, so if you're like, I'm not a big braid to leader guy. Um that's just a personal preference. A, I think it's a pain to tie leaders. B, I feel like that's just one thing that could fail, like when you're in a tournament scenario. So I like to run just straight line. Um, the only time I run straight braid really is like top water. But um, when I was re-spooling, obviously, if you're doing straight floral, that's 20 bucks a rod times that by like, eight or nine rods that adds up real quick. Right. Um, so when I was down at, 
KBFFLW Open. I went into a tackle shop there. And they didn't have, like, the normal floral I was using, so I picked up some of that uh, floral clear uh, by P-Line. It was 9 bucks a spool or eight ninety nine or seven yeah eight ninety nine I think is what it is and uh spooled it up and I was really impressed and then I ran that on a lot of my rods last year what what exactly is the difference between the the coated and just regular fluorocarbon so I'm I'm not a 100% line expert um, but what I can say, uh, just from my experience is that floral clear or the floral coated monos or whatever that are out there. One thing that I've noticed, and you hear a lot when you hear the talk about mono is mono will stretch a little. Um, so I think you're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting a little bit of give in that line when you go to set the hook. Um, and then also it's a thinner diameter um and it's a little bit clearer in the water and it sinks mm. a little better because yeah, mono, yeah, mono floats sinks. yeah it definitely yeah. sinks um so like where it really shines is uh like ned rig because mm-hmm. i always throw the lightest head possible on a ned rig what is that a 15th ounce or whatever it is yeah yeah and um i, I very rarely throw a 10th and with that floral clear, it definitely sinks like a floral carbon line will. Whereas a, a floral carbon, um, there's not really any give in that line, but it's super tough. So yeah. I'll run uh, like the P line tactical on my jig rods, like in 2017 to 20 pound test. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I use the floral carbon in the rivers because it's tough. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, mono's tough too but the problem with mono that i found because i started out like try the trialing stuff that was really popular here in ohio in the rivers like just about everybody you talk to was like yeah get you know trialing extra tough because it's you know abrasive resistant and this and that but the problem that i found was trying to fish like crawls and stuff like that on the bottom with it and you're fishing like slack water areas and you're throwing an eight to ten pound you know monofilament line and it's 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 fairly thin it's thin enough to get the job done and it's not probably even that noticeable to the fish but the problem was is that your bait took forever if it reached the bottom you know especially if you're starting to throw really light weights i mean if you throw obviously heavy enough weight that you can get it down but then you're fighting the rocks and the snags for river fishing so eventually i kind of you know after doing a little bit of research switched up to fluoro but that it that was just like last year that i actually started throwing fluoro on a spinning reel which a lot of people don't like because fluoro tends to have pretty gnarly memory but i didn't have too much problem with it um as long as i didn't overfill my spool but you know it definitely would hold the memory for sure um i just didn't throw a spinning rod that often to really i think care yeah see but i'm i'm in the market for some uh new fluorocarbon because i'm using the string i I don't know exactly what it is i forget but it's like ten dollars for the whole uh roll of it yeah and it, it just ha- it has so much memory i i just put this line on my rod just a few months ago and it already has 
the coils when you cast, you know, and it kind of well, like it, it, your accurate accuracy goes down, your uh, distance goes down. And it, it kind of annoys me. So I'm kind of in the market for some new stuff. I will say this. I, I think for at least in my experience and I, you know, when I first started fishing as a kid, you know, everyone had trialing, like, like you said, um, I started off with trialing XT and I strictly used mono for everything. Uh, later on, probably about four or five years ago was when I started with fluorocarbon, experimenting with that. And uh, it made a world of a difference. However, starting from the spectrum of cheap fluorocarbon, going all the way up to your expensive cigar, there's a huge difference in terms of quality of that line. And going through, and I'll, I'll go through a couple that I've used where the quality is absolutely horrible and why I would pick cigar over anything else. But different applications, uh, you're going to get, you know, a lot of similar, um, not necessarily backlash, but line twists, because a lot of times both uh, floral and mono do not work well with uh, wind resistant or current resistant. And that's yeah. where a lot of your lines are, are coming into play. However, um, what really is the key difference is the quality, especially at fluorocarbon, the quality of the full core of that line. So mono, I will still use throwing top water. I throw yeah. all my top and I also throw spinner baits uh, with mono. The only reason why I throw the spinner baits with mono is because I want it to stay mid-level in that water column. I'm not trying to get it down. Mm -hmm. Especially if I'm getting closer back to that boat, I want to start breaking the surface a little bit with that spinner bait. So mono is a good applicant for that. Versus fluorocarbon, I'll run any crankbait that I'm throwing, whether it's a squirrel or a deep diving crankbait, run on floral just because I could get down there keeping the strike zone and stays there. Uh, yeah. The biggest thing, the biggest thing though, is uh, also selecting the right size. So when we talk about pound, you know, what pound test has to go with uh, fluorocarbon and, and, mon and monofilament and embrace, it's not necessarily the pound test, but it's the diameter size mm -hmm. of the line. If you, if you're using too small of a diameter for that lure, that lure, especially with crankbaits, are not going to run true um, because it's either too big or too small. It, you kind of got to find that happy medium. I always tell everybody 12 to 15 is that happy medium until you start going technique specific. Then you start picking up bigger lines or smaller lines uh, if you're going into finesse style. Um, perfect example is when I run a chatterbait, straight fluorocarbon, 17 pound test mm -hmm. yeah, bait. it's to keep it it's because that the way it, especially with the jackhammers and even thunder crickets the way it's running that shroud and the, and the line is keeping it right above that weed line you're not sinking mm -hmm. all the way in but you're keep, keeping it right there because of how it's, it has a heavier uh size and gauge and the diet or the uh line gauge is thicker so it stays even though it gets down it stays off the ground and keeps it there now if you go to 12 you're gonna bounce you're gonna have to bounce and, and maintain a faster speed to keep that lure above that weed line uh when you're fishing it some things i found 
with Flora though. Um, and like I said, I primarily use Seaguar, but I've experimented with quite a different bit. And this is just my opinion. Anybody else can, you know, you can disagree with what I had to say. But the two worst florals that I have used that really, really have messed up. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, you know, the lot or have messed up and bird's nest and just the quality is horrible. Just stay away from Yozuri and stay away from the XPS from Bass Pro Shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say it's the cigar, it's the same one. That's not necessary. I, you can tell if you take Seagar, if you take the regular Seagar uh, line and the XPS, hold them together, you can feel the difference in the quality. The Seagar has a denser uh, floral to it than what the XPS is going to have. And, it again, that density plays a role, especially when you're casting in the elements and we're finding wind and current. Um, what I've been throwing uh, lately on top of the Seagar is the... Uh, the Suffolk. This is their advanced 100% fluorocarbon. Uh, I like it. The one thing that I did find that I did not like about it is that you ha- uh, this one is, is 12, but you have if you overspool this one, like I could get away with overspooling with the Seagar. If you overspool with this one, I'm getting a lot of uh, backlash with it. So I had to take about maybe 50 yards off and not with that 50 yards off, everything's running fine now. But uh, it's, I mean, very sensitivities there. It's very, uh, it's very durable throwing it around. I was around a lot of uh, tree stumps today, a lot of pylon, rock pylons as well, and it held up great with it. Um, but hands down, Seagar for, uh, for your floral. And then I would, uh, I would, go with uh, the trilene for the mono and I always use, that's what I've been using I've also used the suffix uh, mono before it was like a camo it's like a smoke camo color that was really uh, good as well yeah I, I'm a big fan of the suffix uh, brand for their lighter like um, braid applications and their monofilament because um, I switched from trilene to suffix Suffolk's was uh, kind of notorious for having like really good sales at our uh, like at our field and streams and Cabela's around here. So I would pick up like five or six spools of it. Like I still have like four, three or four like high vis braid spools of Suffolk's from a sale mm. that they had. But one thing that I do recommend for you, anybody out there that is throwing spooks, throw it with mono um, because you know being a topwater bait. Like I throw frogs. If I can, like with braid, obviously you usually bring it through the vegetation and braid cuts through 
so much better than anything else. It just doesn't, it, it does really well through vegetation. But if uh, you're throwing a, uh, a buzz bait, even maybe a buzz bait or a spook is really where monofilament shines in my opinion, man, because it's, it floats and it's got that stretch. So when you snap it, it really helps with that walk, that dog, that back and forth pattern that you're trying to shoot for. So if you're out throwing a spook, uh, Brad, you may want to try it. Um, like if you're throwing like a really light one, um like a light small spook or something like that or you ever use those torpedo baits i used to yeah. use a small mouth fish and do they love those things yeah that's uh throw it on mono um if you that, if you know if you want to if <clears throat> if you're trying to avoid throwing like braid and stuff like that that's just my opinion i mean you could do it with the braid obviously but i don't know i think with that little bit of give and that stretch that it does it kind of helps with the hook set where you're not yanking you know the bait out of the fish's mouth like you can tend to do with when you're frog fishing or whatever because it doesn't have any you know braid doesn't have no stretch so it's easy to to yank that bait too quick so yeah that uh i i can see where that helps walking the dog with a spook or something like that i have tried throwing that with a uh with a braid and this was a few years back before i really knew what i was doing and i i just couldn't do it it felt like I was just jerking the bait and not like actually working it. So it makes sense that the stretch of the mono would help like run it diagonal the way it's supposed to. Yeah. You know, we're talking about mono and, and lures to throw on there as well. And you just mentioned it with the jerk. Um, any jerk bait that I throw as well, I'm throwing on monofilament just because it, with that you you could jerk that line down it's a very slow rise right back to the it rises right back to the surface and it works perfectly for those as well what about suspending jerk baits haven't had a problem uh the shadow wraps from rapala it's what i what i throw and they suspend and i haven't seen any difference i've thrown them on floor too but i haven't seen any difference uh with it with the mono affecting it being that suspense and what about you brian have you seen shadow wraps who throws shadow wraps <laughs> mega bass is where it's at bro empty the bank account my man yeah okay <laughs> that that's one technique i need to get into man I, I just i can't do it yeah no it's uh yeah it's something i've been fishing more of um i i for for jerk baits, I use that twelve pound floral clear. Mm. You use your left hand sometimes. I call it a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at that floral floral clear, man. Dude, uh, it's uh, I don't know, man. I've been a huge huge ad advocate of it since last year when I found it, like. You know, if you don't want to spend the juice on straight up fluorocarbon, like 22 bucks, uh, you know, a, a spool or, yeah, you know, it all depends on <laughs> like fluorocarbon I found can go anywhere from 20 to, you know, 35 bucks a spool, right? And for nine bucks, you get that clear line, thinner line, um, it's it's just the best of both worlds, I think. And for the price, really can't beat it. I mean, I wouldn't use it for a topwater frog bite. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But um, for, like, some of the, like, especially some of the stuff you do, I like, what I would recommend, like, uh, I usually use 8-pound 
for uh, like my Ned rig rod. Get a spool of it, dude. Nine bucks. You can't go wrong. Try it out in the river. I know you toss a net a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like on that Wicked Willow you've been throwing, I use that 12-pound too. Yeah, that that's another thing. It's running through my mind right now. I, I got a what I throw that wicked willow on right now. I'm I'm using braid to a fluorolier just because I'm I'm lazy. I haven't switched over yet, but I'm I'm sure. looking for I'm looking for new line for it. So, well, it's almost uh, like the way I look at it is it's kind of like you know like I'm sure you're you're fishing like a medium heavy, fast action rod on that swim uh, the wicked willow or something. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you, th- I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. When you throw on that floral clear, it almost takes it from a fast action to a moderate action. And on a swim bait or a crankbait, you kind of want that little bit of give. So that way that fish can take it in and, you know, slowly set the hook. Um, and, and kind of on the Ned rig too, because I found when I was throwing straight floral, I almost like ripped the bait out of the fish's mouth. Whereas with that little bit of give in the line, as the way I like, this comes from me walleye fishing, like when we're trolling and stuff, we use a lot of mono or braid to mono leaders um, because like those fish will come up and grab it and they won't chomp down on it like a bass or a pike or something like that walleyes usually like kind of suck it in and then slowly go down so if you have that little bit of give and as they feel that bait slowly start to pull back out of their mouth they'll they bite down harder because they don't want that bait to get away from them Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um so it's kind of the same kind of aspect i think in my mind like with that little bit of give when you go to set the hook the it gives the fish enough time to react to bite down harder on that bait if that makes sense makes sense yeah i'm uh, currently using uh braid with a floral leader for my ned rod and the re- I, i've talked about it for various reasons but the main reason is to watch my line i don't fish yeah. the ned like most people do you know like a lot of people feel like tight line it feel the bite i i let it drop and then i reel in the slack and then i watch my line if it starts moving i set the hook yeah for sure yeah I mean, you know, that was one thing I was messing up all the time because uh, I was running Neds on straight floral last year and I kept yanking them, at, you know, that bait out of their mouth. So mm-hmm. I switched up to uh, braid on my spinning rod last year or this year and start tying on a floral leader like you're doing, Brad. And instead of like actually hook setting it, I'm treating Neds now like uh like a circle hook like a wacky mm-hmm. yeah. a wacky We're rig reel it down. i'm just reeling i start reeling down and just pull yeah. up no yeah. no jerk motion just because i kind of yeah. learned to do that fishing uh for uh peacock bass we were using circle hooks um with a uh, little live tilapia and he was laughing at me he's like dude you got quit hook setting <laughs> he's like yeah. just reel into yeah. it brother he goes that that hook's so small man and he's like you're just ripping that bait like and like you oh, know yeah. the way they were hooking it i was ripping it out of the bait the fish is getting the bait free meal and i wasn't getting no return here you know so yeah um i kind of went to doing that and dude i'll tell you what my hookup ratio on any ned style bait is just gone through the roof compared to what it was last year so 
you know. I know, I know what you're saying on that hook set, dude. That when we were out in Vegas, we we took a guide out on Lake Mead for stripers, and I was doing the same thing, dude. I was like trying to get these monster hook sets, and the guy's like laughing at me. He's like, "Bro, we're fishing for stripers, not like largemouth bass," because we were we were using chunk bait as as our bait, and we were kind of vertically jigging it. And he's just like, "Dude, you gotta quit doing that." Because I kept fishing fish, and it like the fish would steal the bait. And he's like, "Dude, we're gonna run out of bait. You keep setting hooks like that, you know." So it's kind of funny, man. It's it's hard to get away from that when you're so used to it. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like like I was talking about with that little bit of give and that that floral clear, you know, it almost corrects that, you know, when you're trying to set the hook too hard like that. Yeah. So Brian, that, you've seen me you've seen me hook set before. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I'm surprised those fish have lips left after you get done setting hooks. <laughs> I've tried so, to calm it down. So speak so speaking of braid to floral, what are you guys running for braid now uh, for your setups? I run on just I only run braid on a frog rod, um, and then on my spinning rod. And on my spinning rod, I'm using high vis suffix eight thirty two, and then I tie whatever ten pound <laughs> extra leftover spool of floros that I find <laughs> laying around. And so far, I've only had one break, one knot break. I've actually, I found this really simple knot to tie um, online, and it's only failed once this year. So, um, and uh, I, I'm not 100% sure. I couldn't really see why it failed. Um, I don't know if it was the braid side or the fluoro side, because it came off pretty clean. So, um, but uh, on that's one thing that i'm kind of in the toss-up of though is on my frog rod i'm using like 55 60 pound maybe 50 between 50 and 60 i don't remember it's been on there for a little while that's the nice thing about braid everybody that braid lasts tends to last for a while Mm -hmm. compared to like your floras and stuff it doesn't get affected by being stored outside and the temperature differences like mono and flora does because that's one thing i've noticed man if i haven't re-spooled over the winter time and my rod's been sitting around, dude. Usually that that fluoro and that mono comes pretty much garbage. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the suffix eight thirty two, man. And like I said, you find this stuff, it's it's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive though either. And I find a lot of deals where it's like buy one, get one free. So Yeah, the the other reason why I like braid, like like you mentioned, is it, it lasts forever. And then uh, if you do need to respool, what I usually do is I'll, I'll I'll tie it together like a like a leader, you know, and I'll just reel more on if I'm not using any backing line, you know. Yeah. I'll just I'll just reel more on. I mean, I never have any issues with it getting stuck on the guides when you're casting. You can't do that with the other lines. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Sorry, man. Oh, you're good, man. Um. Yeah. I actually. So I'm running two different applications with braid right now the first one is uh the same way you guys were saying i actually have uh i have the suff i had a suffix advanced braid uh on my my small spinning reel for the net for the net rig and that is the 30 pound which is a six pound mono equivalent just because you get that you still get that cut in it it fits on those 200 or the 100 size spools so you're still getting a good amount of line there and 
pretty it's pretty good backing with the uh with the spinning spool and i'm also running it on my baitcaster as well uh and i'm using that for uh for jigs and i'm doing and i'm using the uh, albright knot I, I don't know if that's not you're referring to but it's pretty simple to tie uh on the water all it is just an overhand it's an overhand knot with it or you guys know the uh bowling knot Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Never hear that. No, Bola and I, it's, they, they always say it's the rabbit that comes through the hole and around the tree. Yeah. It's literally the line. You take the line, you run it, we wrap it around. It's you wrap the braid around the floral, um, like seven or eight times. And then you bring the braid back through the hole and tie together. I don't have any problems with it going through the guides. It's pretty, it's, um, pretty small. One thing I'm use I'm going to start applying that for is uh, power drop shotting, uh, and that should be coming soon. It's hopefully they I think I heard they're reopening like like the lakefront everything else at the beginning of June, so I can actually get on and actually use the drop shot for smallmouth now. But uh, but yeah, using that uh, we're using that uh, braid to floral leader. Uh, I've been running that, but then. What I really like from traditional braid uh, that's out there is the Power Pro, the Super Slick. This is pretty good stuff. And this is what I'm running uh, not only for the jigs, uh, but I'm running that on my uh, for frogging and uh, punching. And I'm running that. Uh, I have two setups. I have one that's a 65-pound test and the other one's a 50-pound test. And I'll run those straight for the um, for those in you know, put the, uh, you know, put the frog on there or I'll put the, uh, if I'm punching, put the heavy weight, uh, on there and it's, yeah. it's nicely still have the sensitivity and you, you have all the power to rip through the mats. Yeah. I'm using power pro too, but it's not the super slick. I, well, what's the difference with that? So it, it's the coating, it's the coating, uh, that's on there. Like regular braid, it kind of has more of like a grit to it. This has more like a waxy. smoother. It's it's yeah. It's it's a it's a braid core on the inside. So I'm looking at the fibers. It's all you know. It's all braid, but it has just like a coat on there that just it runs through your hand without cutting it. And same, you know it. It cuts right through the weeds as if it was normal braid without any type of uh, coating on it. But yeah, I like it. It it, it works really well. What about you, Brian? What kind of braid do you like? 
Uh, I've been using some stuff by Gamma. Dude, <laughs> I bought their fluoro at a show. Yeah. I got robbed. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were selling that stuff for like thirty dollars. I was like, dude, this must be some high quality stuff. I buy like four or five spools of it. I mean, I dropped like and then probably four spools of it. I dropped like hundred dollars at the fishing show on their fluoro. Only to come out to find out it's a hundred yards. <laughs> like what? Oh, really? Are yeah. you talking about the booth that was across from us? Yeah. Oh, you don't like it? Not a fan of it. Um, uh, like, yeah, it's uh, I, not that it's bad line, but the fact that it was that expensive yeah. and it was only 100 yards. And I was like, I didn't even catch it, dude. I just, you know, because looking at it, it looks like a 200 yard spool, basically, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give this stuff a shot. You know, I was trying to be nice to the little old lady working in the booth and, yeah, you know, like, and then here I am with, and then I'm like, crap, I don't really like it. I don't like that it's only 100 yards, you know. And then um, on top of that, I, I actually threw it on. So I put it on like a, I think it was either 17 or 20 pound test. I put it on like, you know, my jig rod for like the heavier, heavier jigs. And it, it has this really bad backlash to it, like. Because it's so thick that every time, and no matter what adjustments I made, dude, the only adjustment I could make is to tension everything down so tight, but I could only cast it like 20 yards. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, this stuff's ridiculous, man. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking on uh, Tackle Warehouse right now. They have 200 yard spools at 40 bucks. Holy yeah. crap. In the Gamma Edge. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, I bought, uh, I bought some of their braid, uh, that's the torque. Um, and that comes in a 300 yard spool. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't use a ton of braid. Um, I got it in 50 pound test, I think. Um, and I just strictly use it for top water. I think I still got two brand new spools of it chilling in my crate with all my real extra reels and lines and stuff like that so uh, get this i i used to use nothing but braid probably about three years ago in the river and i i wouldn't use a leader or anything i'd straight tie like <laughs> big joshies to it and you know crankbaits to it i'm i'm sitting here wondering why i'm why i'm never getting bit and stuff i'm like come to find out like a, a year later that the fish can see the braided line and <laughs> I'm like, no wonder and that Brad's losing baits to the rocks. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny though. Cause the, the last year, the first time I, I sat down and respooled everything with fluorocarbon that year that I caught more fish last year on fluorocarbon than any other line that I've ever used. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm, con, I'm convinced I love, I love fluorocarbon now, <laughs> but I'm going to have to try that stuff you mentioned too. Yeah, I was a big straight braid guy, and then I tried the braid to leader thing, and it's just not my cup of tea. And then uh, I was strictly fluorocarbon, and I was like, I'm going to have to file bankruptcy. Yeah. And uh, and then I found that floral gear. Like I said, I use that. Uh, I found the tack on Tackle Warehouse, the 
P-line tactical fluorocarbon, they sometimes run a deal where it's uh, buy one, get one, yeah, or, or buy two, get one, or something like that. Um, it varies, but they do it like every other month, it seems like. Yeah, I and, have like five, six spools of it because of well, that sale. And, and it makes it totally cheap uh, yeah. when, you, when you get those deals. Because I think that's what normally twenty one, twenty three bucks or something. It, it, yeah. It's kind of funny. The pricing is based upon it's based upon what pound test you get. So the higher in in uh, pound test, it's like a dollar fifty more each pound you go up. I'm like, that's odd. Yeah. Well, you're using more material is basically what that breaks yeah. down to, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, so I found it last year. They had a deal. I, I want to say it was buy one, get one. So I ordered two and I got two free and I started using that. Um, and I love it, man. Like that's like I said earlier, that 17 or 20 pound test on a jig rod mm -hmm. uh, flipping the jig masters jigs. I mean, you could rip those things through all kinds of brush and stuff and not worry about that line breaking. Hmm. let's that, get in let's get into that a little bit uh like we got jason's uh favorite you know fluoros so brian what's your experience with the different fluoro brands what like what do you like what'd you dislike so i'm opposite of jp i hate cigar <laughs> and i think that a brazex is a waste of money <laughs> <laughs> I, I I bought it and I just didn't like it. Ton of line twist I experienced in that stuff, and uh, I just just me it, I didn't see the value in it. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I know I've used um, a couple. I, I've used the Abrazex, and I think there's one other one. What other models do they got? Invisex? Um, Invisex, yes. Thank you. I've used that. Um, got a red line, too. Red yeah. label? I hear a lot yeah. of stuff about that. Yeah, I've heard the red label's pretty solid. I've never used it. It's a little cheaper than, like, the Invisex. Like, it's a few dollars cheaper. Um, I don't think I've ever used Suffix. Uh, um, yeah, it's just been basically P-Line or the Seaguar. I've used um, the P-Line Tactical, like I said, and the heck is the other one? I'm looking for it right now. I'm on Sunline. <laughs> tactical where? Uh, no, just the Ultimate Fluorocarbon line. It's a little bit cheaper uh, that they sell. Yeah. Um, I just saw this. This is new. P-Line high-performance copolymer topwater line. Hmm. It's probably like a, what, a fluoro-coated mono. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar to that uh, fluoro clear I was talking about. And in the fluoro clear, I use uh, the clear color. They also have it in mist green as well. Hmm. So, so far, my experience with Floro has gone way up in price. 
<laughs> so my first experience, like I was so in mono and everybody kept, I kept hearing the chatter about braid and I was never a giant fan of braid, but I did start throwing it on spinning rods. But then uh, when I started throwing a bait caster, everybody's like, start throwing mono first, throw cheap because you're going to trash it until you kind of get the hang of it. And so I did that. <clears throat> Once I got the hang of it, I got tired of um, I, like monofilament gets really bad memory on bait casters, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> so at least the one that I was using, which at the time was a quantum, but I decided to give the whole fluoro thing a shot. And the first thing that I noticed when I went to buy fluoro was the giant price tag on it, you know, versus what mono was. You're looking from eight or nine dollars to almost thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. And so I happened to stumble around in field and stream and saw vicious <clears throat> on there. And they had like fluoro, hundred percent fluoro for like ten dollars for a spool of it, something real cheap um i bought it and if i remember correctly i'm assuming that this stuff was probably old and it wasn't being sold so it was awful and it broke a lot mm -hmm. <clears throat> so for a little bit i wasn't a big fan of it but then i kind of started researching asking around and the infamous cigar came up in bizx so i started throwing that the first spool of it i had i loved it it's awesome Halfway through the season, it was time to get uh, another spool of it and bought it and hated it. Uh, hated the next two or three spools I got of it. Um, Brian, I think you kind of hit the nail for what I experienced was a lot of line twist real easy. Um, maybe that's just due to me. You know, I can't really put my finger on it. What? what the issue was but that stuff uh i would backlash it all the time i would get breaks in the reel or it would snap in the middle of a cast something um and so i then at that point made a switch over to sunline fc sniper and uh fell in love with fluorocarbon because of that stuff uh that stuff is like in my opinion super smooth like i was casting a good 30 yards further 40 yards 50 wow. yards maybe at times with that in my opinion um but you know that mind you i i want to set this straight this may not have to do with the line this may all this happened during the first year and a half of me using a bait caster so that could have been me actually getting better with a bait caster not necessarily the line i don't want to say that invez invizx is bad line i know just tons of people use it love it right it is good line but that was just kind of like what happened with me and the progression of going through flora was at the same time i was actually learning a bait caster um once i got used to using a bait caster though i did you know start kind of experimenting with some other fluoros and one of them brian's mentioned already and i have a bunch of it because it it they have great deals all the time and that's p-line tactical um i bought like seven eight spools of it because that buy one get one free like if i if i picked a test line i made sure i got two of them because i wanted to get that one for free so mm -hmm. you know it made the price being from like you know like uh, JP mentioned is like their lighter stuff is like, you know, maybe 19 to $21 and then our heavier stuff's like, you know, uh, in the high twenties per spool. So I was like, you know, try to match that buy one, get one free with that same exact price tag. 
and um <clears throat> and uh, i've liked that stuff so far a lot you know i haven't really had a lot of issues with it it's definitely in my opinion i put it back on um the the reel that i had with the gamma and it casts a lot better um like i said that gamma i don't know what it is it just I don't, it's not, I don't think it's like a line memory thing. I think that stuff is so tough and durable that when you cast, it just wants to come off the reel like way too fast because mm. I think it might be thicker a little bit. I don't know. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but that P line tactical deal, dude, I, you know, I can't help it, but you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I can't help but buy a buttload when they have it. Yeah, so. right. So I I've heard other things about that uh, uh, super sniper FC stuff. Uh, people saying that you can cast so far with it and everything. But then I go on the internet. And I, the two I'm looking at is the super super sniper and then the uh, Invisex. And the two complaints that people seem to have is that the line kinks up or it breaks off. And I'm just curious what you guys think, if that's like user error or just bad line. So there's one thing, and I mentioned this to Brian a couple, about a month or two ago. The, uh, I had switched from buying the small, you know, the small 200 yeah. yards to box spools. And I think part of it is hot. what I did notice when I bought, a box pool was that I think there was somewhat of a memory created on that line because when it when I was spooling it off the spool onto the reel, it was coming off the big spool off the bulk spool uh, in a in a hard fashion. And one thing I usually do when I'm spooling, whether it's mono or floral, I'll take a wet towel or a wet rag, and I'll hold I'll run that water that moisture through the line to help it seep better on the reel. Well, even doing that, it's I was still getting, you know, bad twist with the cigar. But once I got once I got down to the middle of that spool, everything started playing off nicely and I hadn't had that problem ever since. So I'm pretty sure if if it's been sitting for a while, um there, there is some kind. There, there is some kind of memory retained in it, and you, you know, you make it those rogue, you know, spools that are just, you know, it, it happens. It's happened with mono, it happened, you know, now it's happened with floral. Right not so much because there's zero memory to it, but you know, it, I, that's one of, you know, like I said, just kind of pulling it off the bulk, and it was like that when it went on. It. it Kind of like in the fire service. If it's not bare right, it's not going to come off right. Standing with the, mm. with the line. Yeah. Not to the reel. Well, and I'm a, like, I think a lot of times when I get nicks and stuff, it's, it's user error. Um, it's from getting a backlash. Like when you backlash a lot of times, if you look down at your line and you see that like infamous, like deep VU 
or your lines tangled up and yeah. your see and i i've learned something online it's probably not the best thing for my reel or the line but like to get rid of it instead of trying to pick it out or just like you know tossing that rod to the side till you re-spool or whatever is to uh pop it um you know crank down on it and put your thumb on where that knot is and turn it kind of backwards um mm -hmm. like not turn it backwards you're cranking the right way but you're you're pushing that knot forward instead of letting it keep rolling backwards in it and it'll a lot of times get that out but a lot of times what i've noticed when i pull that line out you'll feel a crease where that knot was mm -hmm. and you might have several of them so the other day i i um i had a break off dude in the reel and now i knew 100 percent that that was probably from a backlash that i had um, I mean, I hook set and that line just snapped right inside the reel. And mm. so, you know, it's one of the things, but it just, it, it's going to happen. I think all fishing line fails at some point. Like it's not yeah. perfect. Whether you you're bumping rocks, you know, hitting brush, you can't see what's in there. You know what I mean? So there's nothing out there really that's hundred percent foolproof, but you know, a lot of times it, it could be our own fault from, you know, like a backlash or something. What? Or, or Chuck Norris hook sets. That's just still <laughs> big, bro. Have you seen the one where the kid hook sets the fish and it hits the wall behind him online? No. no. <laughs> I almost said it to you, Brian. Go, does this remind you of? <laughs> uh, do you guys use any uh, line conditioners such as Real Magic or anything uh, else that's on the market? I haven't. Um, I've been wondering about it just to see. I've always seen that people will take spools and put it in hot water when they're, you know, like that's like mono or fluoro to help with memory. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it works. I have no idea because I've never tried it. Has anybody else tried it? Yeah, I've, I've used, used it. Uh, I've used real snot. <laughs> that's what it's called. Real I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I've, used, I've used the real magic. It's, Which is uh, perfect. It, it comes in the uh, aerosol can, but my old man like was always a huge believer of that because you got to think like back in the day, you know, when bait casters were starting to advance, and I'm talking like mid to late '90s. Um, that was the thing was like tons of backlash. You don't have the brake. You didn't have the brake systems on those reels like you do now. Um, so he would always spray his stuff down uh, to help prevent that. And um, he still, to this day, uses it. Hmm. And, um, I mean, I used to use it as a kid because I just wanted to be like the old man, right? And um, it seemed to do the trick because I was horrible at casting bait casters back in the late 90s, like yeah. when I was just learning. Like, I'd get so frustrated with backlashes, I'd just throw everything on a spinning rod. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's something that I think gets overlooked, but uh, I don't I don't use it a ton. Um, here's a question, though, that I thought of is, how often are you guys replacing your line on your reels? Not as much as I should I, be. <laughs> I go about... <laughs> It all depends on how much how much usage uh, I get out of it. If I'm if I'm out, you know, let's say if it's tournament time, uh, I will definitely respool everything before pre-fishing. That way, it's good for the entire tournament, and then strip it after the tournament. And then, if 
I'm just, you know, fishing to fish, uh, depends on how much I get out, but no more. It's at least every two months, uh, while not doing tournaments. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, the spool's empty. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> it's getting real empty, man. Well, see, that's that's the way it used to be, and then uh, you know, I I don't know how much of it's hogwash, man. Like, you know, you get around some of these tournament guys, and they're like, you know, like, you know, for example, camping and and rooming with Alan Reed, Sam Jones, Dylan. Fuqua, like these guys are respooling. I'm like, oh man, am I sh- should I be doing this? Like, yeah. like you know, and uh, you know, I I think JP hit it on the head. Like, I think it depends how much use you've got out of it. Like, I'm not like totally religious about it. Um, you know, like I just respooled all my spools. I don't know a week or two ago i've only been on the water two or three times going to table rock next week will i re-spool before the tournament probably not um and watch i'll lose a 25 inch <laughs> smallmouth but like you know i think i think that's just it is you know how how aggressive you're being but I, with that being said i don't spool my spools like totally full because i re-spool so often so a lot of times I'll put like a hundred yards on instead of the full two hundred, yeah. you know, and then that way I still got a half a spool. That's me being cheap, you know. But I mean, at the same time, how often are you casting a hundred yards? That's, that's, that's <laughs> hey, there goes all my line. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's three hundred guys' feet. line. I keep catching all wrapped up. Like, does it ever end? Oh man. <laughs> I got horror stories about that, but yeah. I mean it, it. It really depends, man. I mean, on my end, I'm just curious. I'm always curious, like how often people are respooling, and I, I think don't. It just I don't matter. go that often. Yes. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not that big. I'm not that big in the tournaments, so like it kind of comes down to, um, you know, there's I can't. But there's been a lot of times before a tournament, I'm like, oh, I'm respool, and I'm like. And then I wake up, I go, well, (laughs) yeah, I forgot to do that. I I, I started, I think what it is, though, is like with making it more specific to your, like your techniques allows you to, in a sense, play around with that. Right. So like if I am throwing like crankbaits or whatever, and I know I'm hitting the bottom all the time, you know, you'll see that line disappear. You know what I mean? Just from retying like catching sure. fish like because that's yeah. one thing that i do do so i do go through line a lot is i retie often i started yes. you know like that's one thing that if if i've caught like one or two smallmouth in the river like i'll stop retie man i'm like that yeah. that knot's gonna fail soon so I, um because of that it's um <clears throat> like i think one of my spools i'm i've almost I'm down like halfway so i think i'll probably switch it here in the next week or so um i do find it's easier to cast and cast well with a fuller spool um you know than uh, like a half empty one so um and then you know when you start getting on that halfway mark man you'll really start seeing that memory real bad you know where everything's just real tight coils you know coming out so 
Um, but uh, I'm not real religious about it, but I have no reason to be necessarily with not being really into the tournament scene like that. I mean, like even if I was doing like local tournaments, I don't think it would kind of persuade me in that direction. But maybe if I was following the KBF trail where, you know, I'm dropping some money on um, <clears throat> entry fees and that sort of thing, trying to, you know, get a decent paycheck out of it, I might take it more serious, but you know, personally, no, I, I kind of wait, wait until I just have this feeling that I'm like, man, that needs to be changed. So yeah. I do do everything though at the beginning of every season. So, yeah, you know, I think to a couple of my, I just recently respooled on a couple of my rods, but my braided line, I, I don't think I've changed that in a year. Yeah. I think least. braid, you can get away with that for sure. Yeah, and and I get it. Like when you're talking about it from like a tournament aspect, I think you know it goes back to what I was talking about with like running braid to floral leaders. Like that's just one more thing. I feel something can fail, mm-hmm. and and I think that's it too. Like you know, like you were talking about Josh. Like if I'm running my baits on this rod reel setup a lot through rock versus weeds, obviously you're going to replace that a lot sooner in the rock scenario than you are the weed scenario. You know, that line's going to get beat up from running through rock so often. Like, you know, like a lot of times when I fish a Ned rig, you know, in a rocky (laughs) river situation, I'm not just cutting off like a couple of inches above that. I'm, I'm like pulling six, eight feet off, cutting that off and then retying because I'll feel that line. And I used to be horrible about that, um, where I wouldn't check like the line above and I would just cut that three or four inches off. But if you run your fingers up, Adventure has its own style. It's made of tall trees, unpaved trails, and at the center, the most capable Subaru Forester yet, the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. It comes with 9.2 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and advanced dual-function X mode. Discover adventure on a deeper level, the 2024 Subaru Forester Wilderness. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com wilderness. And especially if you're in chunky rock, like, and I'm just getting ready for table rock. So that's what I'm thinking about right now. Like there's a lot of big chunky rock spots where you can get nicks in your line, like, you know, eight, even 10 feet above your bait from just dragging baits through that stuff. So Hmm. just, uh, and even, and even worse is when you fish rivers and you got current. And a lot of times you don't think about your line being wrapped around a yeah. rock you know what i mean it's like actually on one side like i kind of learned that when uh when i first threw a jig master's uh flipping jig in a river um yeah. i was like i could tell that i could feel that that jig was shooting around rocks coming out yeah and so i was like uh oh, dude like wonder what that line feels and brian's hit it on the head dude like i run my hand up like you know from <laughs> anywhere like four feet just feel nick 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 and yeah. then like you know, like probably have to hit the six to eight foot mark until I wouldn't feel that anymore. Just because that current will wrap that line around rocks real easy, you know. I've started retying uh, uh, jackhammers because I'm just so afraid to lose one of those. <laughs> I'm the same way, dude. I'm the exact same way. Or you'll be like me. You'll throw it for 20 minutes. You're like, well, I haven't lost it, so I should put that away. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, well, up here we face the fury of Northern Pike, and like, oh yeah, like that tournament I fished a couple weeks ago. I kept catching them, and I was like, "Damn it, I I know I need to retie this because if another pike hits, hits oh. this, there goes sixteen bucks." So I only lost two jackhammers that day due to pike, geez. whereas I know someone else um, that lost uh, six or seven. <sighs> <laughs> Jacob Ruff. <laughs> so, so here, here's a fun question. How, how many fish do you have to catch before losing one makes it worth it to you? What do you mean? A jackhammer. Like, like how? Catch like how, no. How many no, fish catches? How, how many bass catches where you're like, it's okay. It's okay yeah, it's, it's okay if I lose one. How, how many fish would it take? Uh, one good one. <laughs> you know like yeah. we're talking like catch a 20 and then i lose one yeah i'm i'm good with that yeah i think i would be too mm-hmm. you know but if you're talking like a bunch of like 14 15 inch fish i'd be pissed i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. hey milford would take that all day long though dude when dude. i was up in when i was up in erie fishing against brian like you know the saturday before my first catch and it's on a jackhammer and I'm throwing that thing through weeds and I'm like, this bait is awesome. I've never thrown anything that comes through weeds like this. Right. Like it's just, it was a thing of beauty. And I finally hook up dude. And I bring it up and I'm like, pike. it's a pike dude. Like how <laughs> in the world did I not lose this thing, man? Like <laughs> that's awesome. I think I was on like 12 or 15 pound, uh, fluoro. Like I was just like, I got lucky. It was a little yeah. snot, angry snot rocket. Like I did the J thing, I yeah. brought it up in the boat, unhooked it, just threw it away. Yeah. Dude. I, I want to go down to Dale hollow and throw a jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, dude. You'll love that thing through, uh, the Marina. Okay. And the... <laughs> Where you're not supposed to fish. Or was that in front of the restaurant where you guys were? Going? Oh, yeah. You remember the restaurant that had the big, giant two, three, four giant bass? Oh my Jay gosh, dude! Those things were huge. Jay would sneak up like he was posted outside that restaurant in the water. Just so let me set the backstory for JP. JP, we went to Dale Hollow and they had this restaurant, and there was supposedly this little halo around it of no fishing right there. And there was bass everywhere because everybody's been throwing food off the restaurant floor into the water. And we see probably good five, six pound, solid, easy 20 inch bass. Like there's like three of them. And Jay's like, I want to catch him. (laughs) It's like, Jay, you're not allowed to fish there. He's like, we can fish here. He's like, we just got to wait. Well, you know, the restaurant opened fairly early and, you know, closed down at like 11 o'clock and you know by then everybody's ready to go home but jay would just kind of try to sneak up to that <laughs> restaurant dude and he would throw over there maybe two or three times and somebody would come out and tell him not to fish there it was so funny dude Jeez. and he so, just he'd be like he'd try to kind of debate it a little bit and i'm like will you stop debating with the restaurant just do what they ask and leave those poor people alone. I was like, those bass probably won't even eat an artificial lure. They've been eating chicken wing bones for the past like 10 years. I was like, that thing's probably only two years old and it's already a 20 inch bass because of chicken wings. Dude, e- even the stupid uh, bluegills there were huge. Dude, they were. Oh, yeah. I mean, those things, they're like literally, this is how like hand fed these bass are. They're the, they're like carp. 
wherever you walk, when you would come up to them, they would all swim up to you. Not scared of people at all. They'd come right up to the edge of the dock, dude. And if you walk to the other corner, they'd all just slowly swim over there and sit there. Man, so we fed them like you gotta do one of those. Good. You gotta do one of those videos where you hold, where you hold like chicken wing or whatever is over, have it jump out and then just, just hand, just hand. Put out. Heck yeah, that'd be sweet. I was told Jay, I was like, Jay, I'll save some chicken wing bones, dude. We'll bring them out here at night, bro. Like, let's go slow troll chicken wing bones, bro. <laughs> we we got to go do that again this year. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely a trip down there somewhere, man. Yep. But all right, I guess we'll wrap this up. Um, anybody else have any pressing questions or anything they want to share? Guess no. not. No. All right. I like to fish. <laughs> no way. <laughs> All right. I well, to share that. I just want to take a moment. Thank everybody for listening to the final cast again. And with that, we'll go ahead and shut down. And thanks everybody, and have a good night. We're See ya. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board shout out to Jigmasters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent on all your jig and tackle needs